Alrighty, Guru and Wiz back at you here, and it is Miami Dolphins time. And I think if, you know, we talked a lot about this going into the past NFL draft and what an important draft it was with the Dolphins having all those picks and put them to use. They made a few trades in the offseason, and this promises to be a very interesting story over the next couple of seasons as this is a roster that's changing. I think this is a team that really responded to uh, a rookie head coach, uh, given what we, I think at early in the season, we thought this team wouldn't win a game. So, uh, Wiz, how are you today? Are you ready to uh, tackle Eric Brown's Miami Dolphins? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, looking forward to it. I, I love how hard Miami was playing at the end of the year last year. There was no give up. Um, that bodes well for them. I thought Tua uh, landed in a great spot. Uh, I, I love that combination with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think this will be a perfect mentor for him. Uh, you know, it's not like one of these quarterbacks like, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love where, you know, I don't think that's going to be too friendly. I think I think Fitzpatrick uh, realizes that Tua is the future and he's going to do anything and everything he can to help that young player come along. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen some tape on Tua. We've seen him some do some workouts. He looks good. Uh, I have extreme confidence in the player that he's going to be a solid NFL quarterback <clears throat> who can make all the throws, has good mobility in the pocket. Uh, again, like we've gone over and over uh, with these podcasts, you know, with this pandemic, it just make a, take a little bit more time for these rookie quarterbacks to get acclimated and to actually get in there and start. And considering Tua is coming off an injury, I'm not sure what rush they're going to be in. Uh, I, I know they're going to want to play him. At what point, anyone's guess. But I like Tua. And if you're in a dynasty league, uh, he's certainly a player that you have to look at. Do you agree with that, or do you have a different view? No, no, I don't have a different view. I think that's correct. And, um, you know, you mentioned the situation he has, and we know some quarterbacks haven't exactly um, warmed up to being the role of mentor. I know Joe Flacco caused some disturbances last year in Denver with that as well. But I, I think this is a completely different situation. I, I like the situation that – that he's landed in. I think the environment is right here. Uh, and as you mentioned about Flores, we talked about that. So, so this is a team that showed a lot of moxie and uh, I think it'll continue to be exhibited. And I think uh, it's a perfect opportunity for, for Tua to develop. And I think, um, I think this team could compete a little bit this year. I don't, you know, I don't see it. I don't see it being the case that the, the Dolphins can't, you know, potentially be a 500 team this year with some of the additions that they've made uh, on this team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I, 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 I like too. It is. There's a lot, a lot. There's a lot to like about Miami uh, going forward, um, and I guess that takes us to uh, the running back duo that they have. And uh, Miami looked at their existing roster from last year at that position, and they said we got to do something because we have we have a terrible roster. I think. Uh, yeah, I'll let you get to it. But I think. Uh, one guy in our league, Howie, actually protected and kept one of those Dolphin running backs last year. I'm not quite sure. Maybe you can elaborate on that. But I like this duo of Breeder and Howard. The only issue is, can they both stay on the field and complement each other? If they can, what a tremendous upgrade it is over the 
the garbage that they've had on their roster last year. So I like Breeder and Howard. Howard, they, they made one off-season signing, and the other was a, was a, a late trade on uh, draft day to get Breeder. Uh, I like the duo. They complement each other well. They do different things. Um, give us your thoughts on this Breeder-Howard duo here. So I'd say the one thing is that they, they complement each other very, very well and that uh, the skill sets you know, that each player possesses uh, work well off of one another. When I think we'll see Brita, you know, spelling, spelling uh, Jordan Howard at times, certainly not a goal line type back, but he's, he's certainly got a lot of wheels. Uh, the one thing that's got to happen, as you said, is that ankle has to stay well. That ankle has been very, very pesky for him. It was a very strange set of circumstances at the end of last year because he looked great in the first half of the year with the Niners, and he had a couple of late fumbles, and he just fell out of favor with the way Mostert was rising. So, yeah, I think Breida gets an opportunity to to certainly rise up as kind of a, the pass catching back and, and, and the guy that spells uh, Howard here and there. And, you know, Howard's got, you know, oven mitts for hands, so that we don't really expect him to be catching the ball all that much out of the backfield. Uh, although he did have some vision surgery a couple of years ago, so maybe that helps. But, you know, he also, like you said, uh, Wiz, he came off of a mysterious shoulder injury, which didn't even occur in a game. It occurred in a, in a practice session. So, But, look, Howard has had a couple of decent years um, as, a, as a Chicago Bear. Um, you know, last year, again, he started. He had a couple of good games with the Eagles, but then he just disappeared because of injury. So, so I think they complement each other well. So I think that works, that works okay. And, and this team does play with a fullback. Unfortunately, Patrick Laird was pu- pushed into uh, Peyton Hillis-like duties uh, last year, but certainly p- performed more like, uh, I don't know, he, he ran like Peyton Manning is what he did. But, um, but uh, that was the guy that, uh, didn't Howie protect Ronald's Duffer? Yeah, so, so I want to get back. This is an amazing thing. Every once in a while, we, we got to put a little comedy in these leagues. We're in a league in, in, in Pelham, New York, Pelham, Bronx, New York, and uh, one of the guys in the league, his name is Howie Z. Howie Z protected Kalen Balage. I like to joke around and, and, you know, Wiz said garbage, but I called the player Kalen garbage. You look at his career stats. I think he had one 70-odd-yard touchdown run back in 2018. I think since that time, the guy has literally averaged one and a half yards a carry. And uh, our friend Howie Z protected this player instead of Lamar Jackson last year. Wait, instead of who? Lamar Jackson. He protected. Kellen Belage over Lamar Jackson. That's, yes. that's true. He he did he did do that, which now, is probably the reason why Howie listens to every single second of these podcasts. Well, he needs help. I mean, he needs help. He needs a lot of help. Yeah, I, he, it's been he rumored helped. that he has some secret website that he goes to, but I, I have no idea. He certainly can't do it on his own. We know that. I think the only secret website he uses is for Chinese food. Anyhow, <laughs> let's move along to uh, the wide receiver group. Uh, Devontae Parker finally last year lived up to those expectations from Louisville that he was going to be one of these elite receivers. The light switch went on for him. So uh, what say you, Devontae Parker? Is that a fluke? Is the light switch theory where he's got this thing turned on and it's going to continue? I know you were like called Devontae Parker a lifetime bust. He had a great year last year. Coming into this year, what's the thought process? Top 20 guy, you're not buying it. Let's have it. Uh, I I think on this team, 
uh, given the breakdown of, of the wide receivers, you know, he he is going to be uh, he is going to be the the marquee name on, on this receiving core. So. Top twenty, I'm buying it. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick bought it. Well, you know, they they had a great chemistry last year. This is a player that got over ten targets a game, seven out of ten weeks in the last ten weeks of the season. I think he had five hundred yard games. I, I want to say I think he was the number two receiver in the second half of the season in the NFL. So, if you're looking at lists and this guy's outside the top twenty, I, I got to say with a very strong uh, emphasis that that's a mistake. I think this player builds upon this year. He's a physical specimen. He really showed me a lot and uh, impressed the heck out of me. I, I, the thing is, I was so scarred by the player on a couple of different occasions. You know, over the last few years, he just burned me left and right. And, you know, when you get burned a few times, you don't want to go back in the kitchen. But in this particular case, I like everything that's going on. I think he's a top 20 guy. And he's paired with another dynamic young player who got off to a good start and then had an unfortunate injury. But if this Preston Williams could stay on the field, I like this one-two punch a lot uh, between Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Uh, they got Albert Wilson as a third guy. Uh, you know, what do you think about the overall wide receiver room for the Dolphins in terms of upcoming drafts? So we know your views on Parker in a 12-team league where each team is probably going to draft in a standard league maybe four or five receivers. Uh, do you have Preston Williams as like a top 50 or 60 wide receiver? Yeah, look, he's got his, we have to see if he comes back from that injury. The other guys behind him don't impress me that much. As you said, he looked pretty good. He was on his way to, to probably a year where he was going to catch about 60 balls uh, before the injury came. So I, I like that aspect. And guys like Alan Hearns and, and Albert Wilson, to me, seems more like of a, a, a gadget guy than a consistent player. And they have the kid, Jakeem Grant, there, too. And he's also more of a speed guy. So, you know, with the options being a little bit more limited behind them, you know, if Preston Williams can overcome the injury that he had last year, you know, there's no reason to think he can't be one of those top 50, 60 guys. Like I said, I think he was on his way to a a solid 60-odd yard catch, 60-ball catch season before the injury got him. Yeah, I think he could, could, you know, surpass that if he stays on the field and Tua gets in there. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's a player to look out. Like I said, I, I like the Dolphin roster. And before we get to Gusecki, I just want to say one thing, that the Dolphins at the end of their draft took my favorite player in the entire draft. Not, he, he's not the best player in the draft by any means. Oh, the kid from Navy, right? I love Malcolm Perry. Yeah. Uh, I love the player. Uh, and, you know, keep an eye on him making the roster. Root for that player. He's from Navy. Quarterback. Run the ball, receiver. I think they're going to use him as a receiver. He made big, some big plays in the receiving game for Navy. Was a dynamic quarterback for them. Um, he's he's one of these guys. It's like one of those Bill Belichick picks that you may used to make. And uh, I love that Flores took him there at the end of the Dolphins draft. So I'm rooting for him to make the roster and uh, keep an eye on that player because you know. He, he could do a little bit of everything, and 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 we know that you know if one of the receivers got hurt, or if Howard or Breida, he may be the next guy up, the third or fourth guy at running back on the depth chart, the fourth maybe guy at wide receiver on the depth chart. Root for him, keep an eye on him, and uh, I'll certainly be rooting for Malcolm Perry. He's really my favorite player to come out of the draft. Um, and Gusecki is one of these tight ends that we talk about over and over and over, one of these young guys, second-year guys, 
um, that can make that next step forward. So where are you on Gusecki? Do you have him as tight end one material? Is he right around that on the outside? Uh, you know, what's your view on Gusecki? So, you know, as a rookie, 20 catches last year, 50 catches. And when you look more closely at last year's season, uh, the, the bell kind of went off in this offense to get him more involved in the, in, in the latter half of the year. And, and he responded. And I think out of those 50-odd catches, I, I, think, I think probably 40 of them came after week, uh, week seven on. And all five of his touchdowns, they started looking at the player. He started became more consistent. Uh, you know, he started to work into this system. And I think this is a player, given, again, the makeup of this roster that will build upon this year, Going into his third year, I think Mike Isicki will be ranked probably just outside the top 12, but a guy that could rise into that if he performs like he did in the second half of the year rather than what he did in the first half. Yeah, I think if you don't get one of those like top six, seven guys, and then after that, I think kind of like eight to like 15 or 16 are kind of close. I'm not against drafting that player and seeing him emerge. And, and, and more importantly, seeing if Tua gets in there, what kind of dynamics they have. Because I, um, I, I think, you know, Tua getting in there can move him up into that uh, top 12 tight end position. So keep an eye on him. And uh, there's a lot to like about Miami and, like, there's a lot of talk like that Buffalo is ready to overtake New England and they're going to be the top of the AFC East. And that very well may be true or may not be true, depending on, you know, how, how you feel about New England. But in terms of a few years down the road, there was a lot to like about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and, you know, again, we love the way the team finished. We love the way they competed. You know, there's a lot of joking around about tanking for Tua and stuff, and we really didn't see that last year. This is this is a team you didn't really want to mess with uh, in in the second half of the year. They they went toe to toe with everyone. They had some wild shootouts. Um, you know, again, we we highlighted what Devontae Parker did in, in the second half of the year, and we also mentioned um, we also mentioned Gasicki. And then you put on top of that a situation where you have new running backs that have come into the into the into this team now that they did not have last year so so for Wiz and I I think you know we think this is a good foundation which this this team will build upon what they did last year absolutely uh anything else you wanted to add about Miami we're gonna call that a wrap and uh planning for uh, the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, well, Jason Sanders ranked dead last as a kicker uh, in fantasy, so he's not going to get the attention of many. And, and this is a defense that doesn't have, like, a lot of names on it at all. Uh, they did bring Xavier Howard onto this team, and, and, and Byron Jones is here. So the secondary could could be interesting. But and actually, Kyle Van Noy is on this team now. But this, this was not a good defense last year, and I think a defense in which most people wouldn't be tackling. So I'm personally ready to move on uh, to our uh, – got to start writing my notes. I, I, I've started working on that. But, yeah, start, I'm starting to get prepared for tomorrow's uh, rap session that we're going to start. Absolutely. Excellent job. And uh... – Hope everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, where, where can they hear us and, uh, and email us at? Yeah, again, guruandwiz at gmail.com. That's the email. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. There's some TikTok videos out there, too. But uh, Guru and the Wiz Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, you know, we're getting a lot of listenership. 
I love the fact that it's coming from all regions of the world. There's a good representation. Um, but you got to subscribe. You get If you subscribe, you automatically get when the episodes come in. It's a very simple thing. And you can do that on any of those uh, modes in which you choose to listen to your podcast. So, and we have a couple of guys in our league that on general principle uh, seem to not want to listen to the podcast. And uh, I'm going to take, take that out on the draft day with these guys. That's oh, for sure. Yeah, and, and generally the guys you're talking about, perennial losers. Yeah, doormats. <laughs> doormats, exactly. All right, Wiz, we'll, t- we'll, talk, we'll talk tomorrow. Thank you very much. Yep, have a good one.